morning. Welcome to Jesus in Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus, and we are in 1 John chapter 3. We're looking at verse uh, 3 through 5 this morning, so let's jump right into Scripture and talk about this and fix my references up here. I didn't fix that. Uh, 5, there we go. All right, so we have John continuing through, discussing, talking about um, the difference between light and darkness, love and hate, um, and then obedience and lawlessness, which fall into that same category. They're synonymous with walking in the light or walking in the darkness, and he's going to kind of allude to that in these three verses here. So verse 3. Verse 3 is actually really important because John begins to um, entertain this a, different, a little bit of a different idea, but it's not different um, to human beings because he's talking about something that is um, a way that we function in the world. Let's just read it and I'll talk about it. I'll explain it. So verse 3 says, And everyone who thus hopes in him talking about Jesus, purifies himself as he is pure. Okay, now we know clearly in the Bible that Jesus had no sin in him, and that was necessary. It was absolutely necessary for the gospel to actually save people was for him to be sinless. That, that's an important factor. To deny that would be to deny the power of the gospel. Through Jesus' sinlessness and his, his living a perfect life and not failing God at all, not breaking the law, he earned righteousness. He earned righteousness, something that we cannot do. And he shares that righteousness with us to those who believe. Okay, So when we are accepting Jesus as our Savior... We are not just getting forgiveness from our sins. We're not just having the punishment for our sins be placed on someone else. Jesus is taking the punishment for our sins, but he is also giving us his righteousness. So we get two things there. We're getting, God's going to look at us and see perfect, okay? Because we have to be perfect to be in the presence of God. We gain that through Jesus' righteousness. But someone also has to pay for the sins of man. And Jesus also did that. So we get, we get freedom from our sins because they've been paid for. And we attain a right standing with God through the work of Jesus Christ. He is our representative. Okay, he is, He's the one who wins, makes the play for the team. Okay, He's the one who, who saves the game. He's the one who saves us all through through making that final winning basket or goal or whatever. Whatever metaphor you can think of there. So because of that, because Jesus did that, those who put faith in him and hope in him, right here, the ones who hope in him, and we hope in him, we, we have hope that his righteousness is enough and that he has salvation for us. Those who thus hope in him purify himself as he is pure. Okay, Jesus is pure. There is no sin in him. The highest form of flattery is mimicry. Okay, 
it is an honorable thing to someone for you to want to mimic their character traits because you admire them, right? Jesus Christ is sinless. If we admire him, we will want to be like him. Therefore, we will seek to honor God as Jesus honored God by following the law, by being obedient to his word, whether it feels good or not, because we care about God. We care about Jesus more than anything else. So the argument here, you see where this argument's going to go with John. People who want to live in sin, which is what the false teaching was that was going around in the churches. Oh, you can just live in sin. It doesn't matter. You can say you believe in God and live in sin and you'll still be saved. Oh, great. I can do whatever I want then and um, I'm going to be saved. Okay, that's great. John's argument here is you're showing evidence that you don't really love God if that's your attitude. Because if you truly admired Jesus, you would want to be like him and mimic him and act like he acted in his life, which was obedient. You will seek to be obedient as he was obedient. He was pure. You will seek to be pure like him. That's human nature. We mimic those who we admire. So if you're not mimicking Jesus, you're not trying to, then you don't really admire him. You can say you do, but you don't because your actions will speak louder than your words. Verse 4 says, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Now, if you go over to Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, we see this term lawlessness again. And um, those who are workers of lawlessness, okay, that's a quote from Matthew chapter 7, the workers of lawlessness are people who are not saved. Okay, they are not saved. That makes it very clear. So for John to say here, everyone who practice, who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Therefore, this statement right here, what he is saying is people who are in the church and say, you know what? I know God's word says it's wrong, but I'm going to make every excuse in the world to justify that because I want to live in that sin. Those who do that are lawless, which means they are not saved. That's what verse 4 is saying here. Okay, Because if you go over to Matthew chapter 7, I encourage you to go read it. Workers of lawlessness do not know God. They do not know God. Verse 5 says, You know that he appeared in order to take away sins. And in him there is no sin. So the whole point, the whole point of Jesus coming was to attain righteousness for you and me and to pay for our sins. You know that he appeared, he came in order to take away sins, not permit people to continue living in sin. So the whole idea of, you know what, it's okay for me to sin. It's okay for me to live in sin. Jesus died for me. He died for all sin, right? So I can just keep sinning and he's died for all those sins, right? No, you're misunderstanding. The whole point that he, of him coming was to abolish and do away with sin. He appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin, which means he doesn't live in sin. Listen, 
If you're going to call yourself a Christian, that term means little Christ. That means you are trying to mimic Jesus Christ. If you love and admire Jesus and he is precious to you, you will want to. You will have a desire. You will crave to be like him. You will want to act like him. You will pursue to be righteous as he is and sinless as he is and pure and law and uh, and lawful as he is, not a sinner, not lawless. You're going to seek to be like him. So the argument that John's giving here is you can watch people. You're not judging people. You're not condemning people, but you can watch people and watch their actions because their actions will give proof to their words. If they say they love God, they will act like Jesus. If they are not acting like Jesus, then there's evidence there that they don't truly love him and don't truly put faith and trust in the gospel. Okay, And that's the argument that John is giving here. People are known by their fruits. All right, thank you so much for joining me. You have a wonderful and blessed day. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this whole passage comes back to loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything hinges on that one command. Take care, stay blessed. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.